welcome to our latest episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. I'm Jolie Walker and it is brilliant as always to have you with us again. Our guest this week is the incredible drag queen, makeup artist and reality TV personality. I'm Raven and I am an Emmy Award winning makeup artist. Raven talks about making over top stars in the industry. I, I never watched the process of them getting ready. I always made sure I stepped away because I didn't want to watch them getting ready. I wanted to see them before and then I wanted to see them after so that I actually saw it for the first time when everyone else sees it. As well as playing in their mom's makeup drawer. For, you know, a, a child, a boy in the 80s, he thought this was just for women and boys weren't allowed to touch this. And I would always sneak in and go put it on and then I would take it off quickly and pretend like I you know, wasn't playing in my mom's makeup. And we chat through Raven's ethos on fragrances. I say, make sure you get a fragrance that is going to be suitable for the people around you because they're the ones who have to smell you. Check out Raven's new show, Painted with Raven, online now. Hello and welcome, Raven. How are you today? I am fabulous. How are you, Jolie? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very excited to hear all of your amazing beauty advice from makeup to uh, hair and skincare. Before we chat about that advice, I want to know about your beauty vibe in general. So tell me, how would you describe your approach to beauty? Well, I, I say find what, whatever works for you, whether it be something you found at the Dollar Tree or 99 cents store, or in the UK, they call them pound stretchers. Or if it's an expensive cream that you got at a department store, I just, I, I feel there's so much out there now and a lot of it kind of is the same. So trial and error, find something you like and go with it. Okay. So try it out, but then you've got to commit. People are making so much of it in these, you know, vast amounts that you can find a rose water spray, which is one of my favorite things in the world. You can find 20 different variations of it at one store and it's they're all kind of the same you look at it and it's the same thing so it just depends on which one smells better or which one's in a bottle that you like better or you know which one feels better on your skin but they're pretty much all the same thing but try find the one that works for you essentially and go with that exactly yeah you know what works on one person's skin may not work on another person's skin it's just it really is trial and error trial and error and i've done a lot of trial and error in my time in beauty for sure. So have I. <laughs> and how about your kind of journey in makeup? I'd love to hear about that, kind of how you started out. Well, when I was a kid, I remember always watching my mom do her makeup. And it's funny because for a long time, I thought I had two moms. I had the mom that tucked me in that smelled like oil of Olay that had wet, stringy hair in a you know, her sleeping gown. And then I had the mom who saw me off to school that had her hair coiffed, her makeup done. She smelled like perfume. She was wearing her dress. Like there, I, I, it was like weird that I thought I had two moms. And then, you know, seeing her actually applying her makeup, I realized this is how she does it. And I used to, you know, my dad did the, you know, play with the razor and pretend like you're shaving thing. I always was interested in watching my mom do her makeup because I was so intrigued because I've always been into art and I've always loved, you know, creating shapes and dimensions and things with, and, and light and depth with shadows and, and charcoals and things like that. And for, you know, a, a child, a boy in the 80s, he thought this was just for women. 
and boys weren't allowed to touch this. And I would always sneak in and go put it on. And then I would take it off quickly and pretend like I, you know, wasn't playing in my mom's makeup, even though there was always a little bit left over when she would find you. She never made me feel bad, though. She only got upset when I would ruin her makeup. But she never made me feel bad for playing in her makeup, which I appreciate. So you never like smashed a blusher by accident? Oh, no. I smashed eyeshadow. Uh, because back then, back then, my mom's most of her makeup, her eyeshadows were all frost. And as most people know, frost eyeshadows are very fragile. They're very delicate, and they, they're, uh, you know, they they break quickly. They're usually the first one to run out in your palette, or they're the first ones to break in your palette. And I remember digging into the eyeshadow with a one of those sponge tip applicators and just annihilating the whole thing <laughs> and going, Oh my gosh, how do I fix it? And trying to go back and, and put it back together. And of course, you know, I had to say, mom, I was playing. And your eyeshadow palette is no more. No, but now she has plenty of eyeshadow palettes. Cause I've given her so many. Cause you give us so many. Said, Here, try this one, <laughs> try this one. And she, my mom is, uh, the type where she does not leave the house unless her makeup is done. So she has her her face, she has what she loves, and she kind of sticks with it. And you're an Emmy award-winning makeup artist, so we have to talk about that. Will you tell me a little bit about that? I, uh, gosh, it, it's, it's weird because I forget that I am. It's still very, a very surreal thing to know that I have an Emmy. And it was never something I thought I would do or accomplish or achieve. So it's, it's still setting in. And here we are over a year later. And I'm like, Oh, yes, I am. I'm an Emmy winner. How incredible. Well, you should be yeah, very, very proud. Um, And also today, we absolutely need to talk about Painted with Raven. So your brand new reality series, which I'm very excited for. So tell us what do we need to know about it now? Well, I am going to tell you this, it is unlike anything you've ever seen before. We did the entire thing over a Zoom call. So Amazing. All seven of these artists have uh, learned how to do a Zoom call. They learned how to set up lighting rigs. They learned how to set up microphones and record themselves. It was all done remotely where each one of these artists competed from their home. And... I just can't wait for everyone to see all of them because every single artist is so different and it's it's going to be very, very interesting for everyone to see the way it came together. Amazing. It must be such a kind of creative journey having all of those creative and artistic people in one space. I bet it was very kind of an uplifting process, would you say? It was very uplifting and it was and it was wonderful to get to talk to, you know, people who speak your language when you know that makeup and 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 learn different words different verbiage different ways of of doing things and i i never watched the process of them getting ready i always made sure i stepped away because i didn't want to watch them getting ready i wanted to see them before and then i wanted to see them after so that i actually saw it for the first time when everyone else sees it it's amazing to see how they all supported each other and uplifted each other. And they were so excited for each other. And when someone won, when someone did great, when someone did, did well, it was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of camaraderie. Positive space. Yes, exactly. Which we, we do like, 
So it was great to be with them for the couple of weeks that we took to shoot. It was very, very quick, but it was a lot of fun. Sounds amazing. And I cannot wait for that. Um, But let's now, we can jump into your five pieces of advice then. And well, obviously we need to start with makeup. So your creations are next level amazing. Um, And you may, you know, no doubt have countless, countless tips, but if you had to just choose one for this episode today, what would you say is your best piece of makeup advice? I would say my best piece of makeup advice, and I've always said this since the very, very beginning of my makeup journey, is take your time. Give yourself time to get ready. The narrative always has been, I need something for, that I can put on in five minutes. I need something that I can throw on quickly in the car. I need someone, I, you know, I'm busy doing this. I'm busy doing that. I'm busy doing this. I need something that I could just get up and go. And it's like, listen to yourself. You're literally telling yourself you don't want to give yourself any time. You're literally saying to me, because I, I used to work at a makeup counter, that you don't want to give yourself any time. You don't want to spend any time on yourself. You're giving your time to everybody else, yet you are going to suffer by not giving yourself time. And I've always said, give yourself time. Give yourself a concealer, a little bit of blush or bronzer, depending on which type of a, of a look you're trying to convey, mascara, and a little bit of a lip tint. You can put that on in a few minutes, but why not give yourself at least a half an hour? Why not Go that extra mile and say, no, I think I've got time to put some lashes on. I think I've got time to put a little eyeshadow on. I think I've got time to uh, contour or highlight. I mean, 30 minutes, I think, is a good amount of time for someone to do their face and feel like they've given themselves that little extra self-love. Now, I say for drag, and when you're doing something a little more intense, give yourself as much time as you need, but don't throw it on so quickly and then and then go uh, running out onto the stage or out to what, whatever you're doing. Just take your time. Time is, is the number one most important advice I can ever give. And you also find that kind of time to play so you can see where your makeup goes. You might start somewhere and then maybe take it somewhere else. So giving you that kind of freedom to play around with time. Yeah. And you may also go, dang, this looks like crap. I need to take it off and start all over. (laughs) There have been, I I can, I can tell you, there have been a couple times where I remember getting ready for a show. This was, this was years ago, like, you know, 18, 19 years ago. I remember getting ready for a show and wanting to experiment with different colors of eyeshadow because I always kept things very neutral. And I went in and I did all of these colors. And I was like, I really don't like this at all. And I took it off and I saw the time and go, well, I guess I'm, I can't make it to the show. And I called my friend whose show it was. And I said, I'm not going to be able to make it. Of course, this was back in the day before text messages were really a thing. You had to actually call someone and tell them. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And they were like, what? You're kidding me. And I said, no. And I, I just said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I left it at that. I didn't make up an excuse. I just said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And uh, I remember thinking, what a dumbass. Why didn't you just stick with what you knew? But <laughs> you that that was when I started to tell myself on days when you're not going to get into drag and you have time, why don't you experiment? Why don't you play with something? Mm-hmm. I am just known for the beige face. It's just something that I have loved. It's something that I have enjoyed. It's something that I think goes great with everything. It's something that I feel looks good. And it looks great on everyone. So... I try to stick with that every once in a while. Like today I've got, you know, almost every color you can think of. I put on pink 
yellow, blue, green, purple, uh, everything. But it was, uh, you know, we're talking about painted with ravens. So why wouldn't I be painted <laughs> I a mean, little more than, than usual? I mean, this makeup is looking absolutely amazing. So I need to know what you're like loving in your kit right now. I need to know foundation. I need to know what's on these lips. These look amazing. These lips, thank you. The lips are uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills liquid lipstick. And the thing about those liquid lipsticks is I use an angled brush and I will use the actual lipstick. I'll pull some out. Usually I use the back of my hand and I will line my lips with the product. Then I will fill it in with whether it's the same shade or another shade because they they work like paint Mm. and you can blend them out to almost, uh, they're, they're a very matte finish but i did put some of the um anastasia clear gloss over the top of it just because i, f- I was feeling glossy today i mean nice. why not but it's today was that was the lip where it was just the one color of lip and a gloss usually i use about three or four different shades if i'm doing like a neutral lip or even a red lip i like to do just to create dimension but there's not much dimension you can use when you're putting just pitch black lipstick on and then I'm using the Norvina palettes. These Norvina palettes. The thing with the Norvina palettes is I, I, I do a little bit of saline solution. I've been. I remember when I first started doing drag, I saw queens trying to create eyeliner or or stuff to do their brows, and I saw them putting their brushes in their mouth and getting them wet with their saliva, and then putting it in their shadow, putting it on their eye. And I thought, oh, gross. So I figured. It's near your eye. Why not use saline solution? So I use a saline solution and that's the way I'm able to like carve. So all of my shadows, half of them have turned into this cake from like getting them wet with saline solution. And the other half I uh, keep dry, but they, they all are, uh, you know, it's, it's a powder that you can, they were wet at one time. Right. So this, I, and I just go, I dip in. And I just start going. I don't a lot of times even know what is on there, but you know, why not? Well, why not? Absolutely. If it looks like that, I'm going to go back to my palettes and go in. Um, And also you said there about the lips and using multi, like different colors to create like a multi-dimensional red lip. How do you do that with the placement? Which, you know, where do you put the darker red? Do you put the lighter red in the middle? And what effect does that give? I use uh, a brown, it's called chestnut and it's, it's the, it's like one of the darkest browns and I mix a little bit of malt with it. And those are, those, those are, uh, you know, they're deep browns and they're, but they're warm. So I'll use that to actually draw on the, the lip then that to get the shape you want. Then I'll take a red. I, I, I like a deeper red. I can't remember the name of the red I, that I use, but it's like a deep blue red and i'll do that start to fill in the lip leave the center and then put a little bit of an orangey red right in the middle just so it gives a poutiness to the lip and that's that's for more of a red lip if we want to do something that's a little more fuchsia we would use something of course more pink with the same colors but i think blending with a nice brown color into the red gives that like a solid dimensional lip where a lot of times when you just put red on by itself, it looks like it's this weird floating thing on your face. I feel like there should always be that little bit of, uh, of depth around the outside of, the, of the, the brightest color of your lip. 
straight after this recording, I'm just going to go into my bathroom, get all of my makeup and just put it on my face for two hours. Well, if you've got time, why not? It's fun. Yes, who needs to sleep? I'm going to do that instead. Okay, so now we've done makeup. Let's go into skincare. So you actually touched on it a little bit when you were saying about the rose sprays, but what is your best piece of skincare advice? I say exfoliate, 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 exfoliate. You are, your skin is constantly dying. And if you're not moving it, that's where you end up seeing blotchy makeup, blotchy looking skin. You end up getting, you know, your fine lines increases, end up looking a little more uh, defined. So I say exfoliate. One of my favorite exfoliators, I've used it forever, is Frank Body Coffee Scrub. It's literal ground coffee in a little bit of coconut oil with vitamin E and it it's coffee grounds and yeah. you are you're you I scrub my body with I use it from you know the forehead down the chest and it is great to prep your skin for when you're getting ready to shave as most people know especially I have like very curly hair and I have very coarse hair so I will get ingrowns and I'll get razor bumps. So if I don't exfoliate often, um, it doesn't prep the skin and open it up to kind of, you know, lift and remove the hair, but it buffs out. It feels great on the skin after you have, have, you know, rinsed it off. It leaves a little bit of a mess in the shower, but your, your bathroom smells great because who doesn't love the smell of coffee? I love the smell of coffee. I was going to say, say that one smells absolutely amazing, but so you mix it with a little bit of coconut oil to just kind no, of give it, it, the... it comes in that the, uh, the, the, you ingredients, mean the coconut oil then it's with yes yeah it's it's all in there and then uh, the only thing i do is add a little bit of water my 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 thing is always always exfoliate and because i do spend a lot of time in the sun i go to manufactured sun tanning beds i also make sure i'm using a moisturizer and i use this uh, Josie Marin argan oil. It's whipped argan oil. Ooh. And it just goes on so smoothly, but it hydrates your skin. But always make sure you're moisturizing. And I use uh, on my face when I'm not in drag, right when I get out of the shower, I use a rose water spray. Then right after that, I use a serum, a hyaluronic acid serum. So my my skin out of drag looks like porpoise skin because I've just got so much crap on it trying to preserve it that it it's got this weird slick to it (laughs) (laughs) you've got to make sure you're preserving yourself you know I've done my lips I've had Botox I've done my under eyes once but I I think why not if you have the money and you want to do it go for it and it's our face we can do whatever the hell we want with it exactly if you are if if you go out and bust your butt however many days, however many hours a week, and you get your paycheck and you look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to go put this into my face. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Well, brilliant. Well, on that note, we will be right back with Raven after this. So welcome back. And we are going to jump into our third piece of advice. And we're going to talk about fragrance. What is your best piece of fragrance advice? I say... Um, think of what other people want to smell. Don't think of what you want to smell because once you put it on after about, I usually say 10 to 15 minutes, I, I don't even know what I have on. I, I think you should really try and take into consideration the people you're going to be around and what they like. And 
the person that I work the closest with is RuPaul. I, I actually have to touch RuPaul to get RuPaul ready. And we kind of are our wavelength when it comes to fragrances is the same. We like citrusy. We like clean. We like a little bit of that woodsy, I guess you'd say like a woodsy musk, which is great because then I know anything that I'm going to grab, he's going to like. But I say, make sure you get a fragrance that is going to be suitable for the people around you because they're the ones who have to smell you. <laughs> and that's so considerate, Raven. I love it. Well, I, you know, I, I remember I bought a perfume once. It, this was back in the day. And I remember going to put it on. <laughs> I remember someone tur- looking up and going, what the hell? What, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just put on, you know, this perfume. And they were like, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, this doesn't smell good. And so then I'm thinking, I haven't even walked out on stage yet. And I do love, I love a queen that smells good. So I like to get something just clean and fresh that I can put on that is going to just smell like, oh, okay, you smell like you washed your clothes. And that's pretty much as far as I go with the fragrance. And do you have any favorites that you're wearing at the moment? Well, my favorite always, always, always will be Clinique Happy. I love Clinique Happy. I think it's just, it, when they named it, it literally is the perfect name because it just, it makes you happy. Who doesn't want to smell beautiful, citrusy, floral notes all day? I I wish I could smell it all day, but uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, almost all of Tom Ford's fragrances are my favorites. Anyth- anything with like the whiskey or the tobacco that's got that rich, deep, soothing smell. I, I love those. I love, uh, I'm still a Calvin Klein queen. I love me some CK1. I love CKB, CK2. I, I think I like CK2 a little better than CK1. Yeah, I love fragrance. And I love Bath & Body Works. I go to Bath and Body. Do you guys have Bath and Body Works in the UK? No, but I have been many times in the US throughout the years. Yeah. I I love their body splashes, their fragrances. They've got so much fragrance for just a nice, inexpensive splash, and it you just it keeps you kind of uh, you know smelling good all day. My boyfriend loves the white citrus, and I use them those body splashes as an aftershave. So after I, after I shave and I get out of the shower, I spray everywhere that I shave and it helps because the alcohol in it, it helps to keep me from breaking out. Love that. So many nice fragrances there as well. I I think I have very similar fragrance scents to you. So I'm very much here for that. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So let's uh, touch on self-care then. What is your best piece of self-care advice? I would say um, log off of the internet for about a couple hours a day, even maybe even a whole day. Just give yourself some time to not be involved in what everyone else is doing. Maybe the people that aren't around you. You see so many people now staring at their phone. They're at dinner and they're on their phones. They're going to a concert or a show and they're watching the show through their phone. It's like, just put it down for a little bit. Live in this moment. Enjoy this moment. And go back to all of that later. If you have to go back right after the concert, go back right after the concert. But give yourself some time to actually live in the moment you're in now. Don't worry about followers or people you have to impress with where you're at, what you're doing, what you've just purchased, who you're with. Just, uh, I say, give yourself some, I guess you would say, internet cleanse. 
some time to uh, just be away from the internet just for a little bit. I know everyone is so connected now and need, feels the need to be, you know, on it all the time. But there's so much more going on in your life than just what's online. And a lot of that stuff online isn't even real anyway. Why not live in the real world? Live in the real world. Live in what's going on in your life right now. And disconnecting, like carving out those times. Yep. Disconnect. Give yourself a moment to just be like, you know what? I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about that. I don't care what she's doing. I don't care what they're like. Just log off. Just do you and Mm -hmm. log off. Yeah. And you can always go back. I have never been better in my life than not having to deal with Facebook because it was just so much crap. So much, Mm. you know, if it wasn't this, they were talking about that. And then, you know, misinformation being shared and, and everyone jumping from this side onto that side and shaming this person for that. It's just, I, I, I sat there on my bed one day and I just started crying because of all of the, the nastiness from people over these, you know, these things that they can fix at home, but yet they're trying to fix the world, but their, their own home is dirty. And it's, Mm. it was like, I'm out. I'm not going to police anyone. I'm not going to try and tell anyone what they're doing is wrong. I'm just, I'm logging out and I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah. And you're disconnecting. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to hair advice then. Can I ask for your best hair advice? Uh, Don't wash it every day. My best piece of advice for hair is don't wash it every day. My hair, I, I haven't washed it in a couple days. I will put product in it to kind of slick it back, but I don't wash my hair very often. And when I do, it feels, you know, full and bouncy and, and voluminous, I guess you could say. But I say don't wash your hair every day. Now with a wig, if you're going to have a wig styled, you should keep it like that for as long as you can. Make sure you clean up maybe the lace or if you're wearing blonde and you get your contours in, the, in there clean that up. But, but I I say, don't wash it every day. I don't even shower every day. I, if, if I'm, if I'm going to get into drag, I have to shower obviously because I need to shave. I need to, Mm. you know, do all that. And then once you get out of drag, you need to shave to get everything off. But if I'm not going to be getting in drag and I'm not doing anything that's going to make me sweat or get dirty or filthy, I won't shower because you know, why it's a waste. It's a waste of water. It's a waste of product. It's a waste of time. Having a rest day, having a shower rest day. Yeah. And why not just lay on the couch or your bed and live in your own funk? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) That's that's Sunday. Sunday is always a duvet day and you can just stay, Mm. watch Netflix, disconnect. Yep. And enjoy some of your own time. And then Monday, it's time to get up, shower and And get on (laughs) and go on with it. (laughs) Okay. I love that. Um, and thank you for sharing all of that advice. It was brilliant uh, and so oh much my fun. Gosh, my pleasure. Um, and we finished each episode just with a bit of a lighthearted note to finish on. And I want to talk about your biggest beauty blunder. So talk to me. What is your biggest beauty blunder? Oh, gosh, my biggest beauty blunder. Let's see. I, well, you know, I've had plenty. I, I will say for a very long time, I used a foundation that I thought just looked great and it was going to work. And I noticed that when I took photos or when I, you know, saw myself in, in live footage, um, that I had used this foundation that, uh, it was way too light. And then I saw, you know, you could see where I had tried to like blend it down my neck. Um, you know, and then there, you know, there's still talk about people saying that, you know, they think my foundation now is too dark 
And I don't think so. It's just, you know, you have to make sure you are wearing something that matches your neck. And I went through so many years with no one telling me that I looked so pasty in the face. It's one of those things where you, you live and learn and you move forward and you go, okay, maybe I'll try this now. But I know that I now can wear colored eyeshadows on my eyes. I don't mind wearing blue every once in a while, purple every once in a while. But you get you get out of comfort zones. You get mm-hmm. out of out of out of uh, times where you do look back and go, "Well, you should have just kept the blue a blue eyeshadow on and yeah. gone to work," because not everyone has that, uh, you know, that privilege of being able to say, "Oh, I'm not going to go in tonight. I missed out on a lot of money." But I, you know, and this was 20 years ago when I was working for $50 and two drink tickets. So I didn't, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I think everyone looks back and goes, you know, oh my gosh, me in my twenties, what was I thinking? And a lot of women say that from the eighties, look at my big hair, the, you know, pink blush and blue eyeshadow and red lipstick. It looks fabulous. And I bet you always looked fabulous. No, but thank you. I appreciate that. There, I, I I look back when I, I used, before I learned how to cover my eyebrows, I remember I had tweezed my eyebrows because I didn't want to actually shave the whole thing off. And the queens who do, I'm like, I have so much respect because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But I had tweezed my eyebrows to one little hair after another. And um, I remember... I had stayed out of the sun. I just looked, I looked off, my hair was long and stringy. And my sister goes, oh my gosh, you don't look like yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I've never seen you this pasty. I've never seen your hair that long and stringy. Like, get out, go out in the sun, cut your hair. You can always trust sisters to say say exactly what they're thinking. And she literally, I remember the look on her face. She was like, damn, (laughs) you look like crap. (laughs) And I, I, then I looked back and I I saw a photo of myself from that time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did. (laughs) I also was thinking to myself, bitch, I don't care what you think I look like. I think I look fine. (laughs) And I think you look fabulous. Thanks. It's, it was a lot of makeup. It was a lot of hours, but like I said, take your time, always take your time. Worth every minute. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Raven. That was amazing. So many brilliant stories and advice and everything. So thank you uh, for joining us and thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for having me, Jolie. And again, thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to check out Painted with Raven, Wow Presents Plus. A huge, huge thanks to Raven for joining us for this episode. If you have enjoyed it, please, please recommend Grazia Beauty Life Lessons to friends. Word of mouth and recommendations really is the best way for us to reach new audiences. And we so, so appreciate it. See you next time.